Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today is episode 152. And on Thursday Thoughts, I want to talk a bit about Arneson, feedback, and my new campaign. But first, a call-in from Carl Rodriguez. Take it away, Carl. Hey, Larry, this is Carl Rodriguez calling. Thanks for the shout-out and for playing in my Broken Lands Beck Me game. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It'd be great if you could uh, be a regular. I think you added a lot with your level one hobgoblin. Um, It's pretty neat, the interaction that we generate from this game and the domain play, which I love. I'm using, like I said, uh, Kevin Crawford's Echo Resounding. I'm glad I was able to participate in Procrasticon, and I hope we can do it again. I'm thinking of what the next holiday might be. Maybe Columbus Day? Hmm, I don't know. That's in October. Uh, maybe the Thanksgiving holiday time. I know we did like a Hobbs of Palooza last year. It'd be cool if we could get something like that going for someone's charity, either Kevin Madison's or a charity that one of us might run. All right, take care. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, Carl. I really appreciate that. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I thought for sure that I was a goner when the carrion crawler paralyzed me right off the bat and uh, paralyzed our fearless leader. But uh, thankfully we had hirelings with high morale to save our bacon. Had it not been for that, that would have been the end of it. So uh, that's how it rolls. And uh, I'd like to uh, play as much as I can. I'm doing all I can to get my ducks in a row so I can be available Monday. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for opening up your game to Procrasticon. It was a blast. And I agree, we need to do something for another holiday long weekend. Maybe we could do two, three, or maybe four times a year. Who knows? Something to talk about. But I really appreciate Well, if I could talk, I really appreciate your call in, and I look forward to seeing you on Monday. So Dave Harnison is in the news as... Anybody that's a grognard from back in the day or those that are well-read or listen to old grognards know that without Dave Arneson, we wouldn't have D&D, or at least not as we know it. Um, And the Dice Are Screaming had a good episode about that, and I'll link to that episode in the show notes. And today... Mark Clover of the Creative Mountain Games website and also the manager of Lake Geneva Games in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, gave a first-hand account of his experience of the author of that Kotaku article that many view as a hit piece on uh, Gary and, uh, well... I'll link to that article, and you can read it for yourself. And uh, a lot of us Anchorite podcasters are planning to do something focused on Dave Arneson. As you may know, Dave's birthday is October 1st, and the week of GM's Day, which also coincidentally, GM's Day happened to be the day that Gary Gygax died, 
But that week, the week of Gary's birthday, and the week of Dave's birthday are all three read an RPG book in public week. So that's one thing I want to start putting the word out about ahead of time. And I'll be plugging that. And October 1st happens to be a Tuesday, so that fits in with my regular Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday schedule. Some people are planning a month-long exploration of Dave Arneson. Um, I'm not sure I have that much to say about it, but I will definitely have my Tuesday, October 1st episode dedicated to Dave. And I encourage you to listen to all the other people sharing their thoughts about Dave Arneson. And I listened to another Anchor podcast, this time from Frank T's Liner Notes from by Frank Turfler. And in one of those episodes, he was talking about feedback for creators. And I gave him a call in and mentioned a hashtag that I use on Twitter, Facebook, and other places that have hashtags. And it's I-Y-L-S-S. If you like something, say something. Creators of whatever it is they create love feedback. Yes, it's great when people buy your stuff, but knowing why they like it or what they'd like to see different done in a constructive manner is as good as money. In some ways, it's better. And creators that don't get feedback often wonder, is it okay? Is it good? Is it scratching enough itch for anybody? And uh, I ended my call in to Frank saying that uh, creators are kind of like Johnny Five. Input. And finally, a week from today, next Thursday, September 12th, I will launch my new Delving Deeper campaign on Roll20. I've got several people signed up and a lot of interest starting to build up. It will be Delving Deeper, the OD&D retro clone. I like to describe it as OD&D organized in a more RPG-friendly way. It's been pointed out that the original OD&D was organized in a wargamer-friendly way. Just depends on your definitions. And here comes that train. Time for a train break. And I'm back. That was my elder son, David. About a month ago, he was streaming, playing his guitar and singing, which he does from time to time. And because we live near the train, the train was interrupting him and he was making up that little train break song. And I happened to record it and use it on a prior podcast about a month ago. So if you haven't heard that before, that's the origin story of that. So now back on to delving deeper. So my campaign is going to be procedurally generated, hex crawl, sandbox, dungeon crawl. And I have built 
several things procedurally. The initial sections of the dungeon, I had an idea for the entrance that I just used that. And then I started using, for the first couple of rooms, the Delarfano protocols by Stacy Delarfano. I'll have to uh, link those. That's a handy little thing where you use a D6 and a D8, and you roll them both, and whichever one is higher on the page is the vertical, and the lower one's the horizontal. And if you roll uh, another D6 for door placement on each wall, and if you get a five or a six, there's no door, and the other numbers represents which section of the wall has the door, and then you can vary it by other things. And I ended up with a random little section doing it that way, and I stopped with that, and then I threw in some AD&D, random dungeon generation for some, some of it, and then for populating the dungeon with monsters and treasure, I used the Delving Deeper tables, and for some other ideas, I have gathered all the cool tables I can. I made a spreadsheet that listed common elements among the Dungeon Master's Guide, Delving Deeper, Table Fables 1 and 2, the D30 Sandbox, the D30 GM Companion, and uh, I'm also planning to use Tome of Adventure Design, ABCs of Dungeon Design, and any other cool tables I can think of. Right now I'm working on a carousing table. I like the idea of that carousing where you have a successful dungeon delve and come back and you can spend some gold, one gold piece per XP. And if and I like how uh, Cody Maza did it with his barrel maze game where if you succeed in your save against poison, no big deal. But if you fail, you have to roll on the carousing table. And uh, we had Rayotus Elf got cursed and turned into a goblin. And so he's stuck as a goblin until we can get the curse removed. So that's quite interesting. Um, but I've got all kinds of data plugged in to my Roll20 campaign to make it easy for me to run a game. I've got several spreadsheets I've put together with information so that I can easily pull that up. I've got the links ready to go for all the GM stuff. I've got stuff built in with player information, links to helpful player information, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I'm just really excited about it. I'm thinking about it. And, oh, I'm also breaking out any kind of card deck I've got. So uh, an outdoor encounter card, a dungeon encounter card, uh, dungeon generation card deck, uh, world architect cards, uh, GM emulator, just any cool little thing I've got to help generate stuff. I'm going to be using the Inkwell Ideas, Dungeon Dice and Village Dice, and... Rory Story Cube, just anything to help mix it up and not make it all be the same, plus any cool idea I can think of, and uh, it's just going to be 
every cool idea that I've ever wanted to fit into a campaign, I want to use it. I'm not going to save anything. I've got some new ideas that came to me tonight that I think are really cool. So I'm probably going to have a late night writing up uh, something that could impact certain characters if they encounter a certain thing and react to it in a certain way. Uh, could be a lot of fun. And uh, boons and detriments and uh, weird dungeon things, sensible dungeon things, nonsensible dungeon things, uh, factions in town, factions in the dungeon, factions in the wilderness, just all the things to make it crazy. And then you throw in the players and their randomly generated characters and what they decide to do with it and how they interact with the world as I present it. And it'll be wonderful because I love as a DM to take all these ideas I have, present them as they make sense in my mind in the world in a way that makes sense to the players and they interact with it in whatever way they interact with it. And that's what makes the world come alive when the players buy in and interact with it. And whether they save the world or destroy the world, they're still interacting with it and they make it alive and their actions have consequences in the world and change the world. And uh, that's, that to me is just a ton of fun. Uh, I'm really trying to simplify. I've done a lot of prep, but the prep is the kind of stuff that will speed up prep. Organizing my tables, organizing how I do things so that I've put, oh, probably a good 40 to 60 hours into it already, just organizing everything just so a lot of that was getting roll 20 ready, plugging in all the information. Thankfully, a lot of it was cut and paste and not a lot of typing so um, I'm just really excited about that and I'm also wanting it to be available to be a drop-in drop-out game because there's a lot of people that say they can make it next week but aren't going to be able to commit to a regular schedule and that's fine uh, there's nothing better than to have people show up and uh you know, oh, they got sidetracked for some reason and they're gone for a few weeks and they come back and uh, they may not be as high level as everybody else, but they bring something new to the mix. And uh, I'm also going to be playing in uh, Cody's Barrel Maze game on Sundays, if I can make that work. And uh, uh, Carl's BX game on Mondays. That's a lot of games playing into and uh, running one on Thursday. Um, and uh, I still need to be focused on my card game. My artist uh, is young, out of college a few years, and she works at Aldi, and uh, they all the workers do all the different jobs and lifting stuff above her head. She injured her arm for the second time. Of course, it was her drawing arm. 
and uh, she's finally getting back to getting some preliminary sketches. She's got some interesting ideas for some of my cards. So hopefully her arm stays healthy and she has the right frame of mind and motivation to dig in and we can get a lot done and have the card game launched sometime before the end of the second quarter of 2020. Because uh, if we can launch it no later than May would be my hope, we'll be able to get everything done and shipped by the beginning of November because I want to get it done before my super busy time of year hits. And uh, I'm glad I didn't try to do it this year because my job has just been crazy the last, well, all summer has been really extra busy. And uh, I can't talk about the situation at work, but I'm, we got through last week and things are getting better, but I'm more than a month behind after a week of trouble last week. And this week I didn't make much progress either. It's like two steps forward, 10 steps back. But anyway, things are going well. Otherwise, good health. My granddaughter started ballet. This is hilarious. I asked her, what did she do? I danced. <laughs> so uh, she's pretty cute in her ballet outfit. And uh, I guess in a couple weeks, she's going to start gymnastics. So one day a week will be ballet and another day will be gymnastics. That'll be good for her. Use up some of that four-year-old squirrely energy. And uh, yeah, things are going well. I'm looking forward to starting up a new campaign. I'm getting really excited about it. And uh, I actually dreamed about it a little bit last night So and woke up thinking about it. So I've got all kinds of ideas rolling around in my head. I hope I can at least get enough notes down that I can capture the core of those ideas and not lose them to the wisps of faded memories. And I hope that you find my podcast helpful and the topics are relevant and timely and that they don't fade off into the wisps of time. I thank you all very much for listening. I hope you're having an awesome day, whatever time of day it may be. And as always, game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF, published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. 
Thanks for listening, and game on. <laughs>